0: Welcome to a cup of tea with Jenna. Hi everyone. Welcome to a cup of tea with Jenna. This is episode 0 and a story, an introduction into the journey of a cup of tea. So grab your hot tea, whether it be spicy or sweet, and let's dive in to a hot topic. So this podcast, many times I just will spontaneously speak to what rises up within, what is moving in my soul, moving in my veins, moving in my blood, and sharing it with all of you. And perhaps it resonates with you and perhaps it doesn't, but stay for at least a cup of tea before you tea out or grab another cup of tea. So the story kind of goes like this. A few years ago, I was in a beautiful relationship and an intimate relationship with a beautiful man. And for the first year, it seemed absolutely almost perfect. And obviously, the first year of any relationship is the sweetness, the beginning, the excitement, the ecstasy, the joy, the playfulness, the newness to conversation, to finding out about each other, what you like, what you don't like. The invitation into really staring at each other and seeing that love, that passion within the eyes. And of course, the first year is usually an invitation into a lot of foreplay and a lot of sex and within this relationship a lot of foreplay and a lot of sex was happening to a certain extent for about the first six months and then around month 10, month 11, I started to realize that There was no sex and there was no foreplay. Maybe every once in a while, but not to where it felt good to me. I stayed in this relationship for almost five years and a part of me felt numb. A part of me was lost. A part of me felt very heavy And it had to do with the absence of intimacy, of sex, of foreplay, and yet I still loved this person, this man, so much. And I started to go into the places as a woman in her mid-40s of maybe this is how it's supposed to be. Maybe this is... Why people always say, oh, after you've been married to somebody, you don't have sex anymore. After 10 years or 7 years or 5 years, it just gets boring. Or sex isn't important. And perhaps that is true with people, other people. So I started to drift into depression. I started to drift into satisfying my sexual desires through Food, through masturbation and pleasing myself over and over, but I still felt very empty and I still felt very heavy. And I wasn't blaming it necessarily on this person, but it was creating anger and it was creating frustration. And there was a part of me that even felt guilty or shameful of even feeling this way of perhaps wanting to leave the relationship because there wasn't that layer of sex, sexuality, intimacy, foreplay, whatever it may be. And after many conversations, we decided to go to therapy. And even in therapy... There was never an answer to why our sexuality didn't match. And it didn't mean I needed it to be perfect. But I needed to be embracing this soul through sexuality. I desired to have sex with this person. And I desired for this person to want me in an erotic way, a passionate way, and that wasn't happening. After many, many sessions of therapy, this is definitely the short story of all of this, and many sessions with my own therapist, I decided to leave the relationship, which was not easy because this person was my best friend. We had a very playful relationship. We did everything together. So the relationship ended, and yet I was still feeling that heaviness, that emptiness, and it wasn't like I wanted to run out the door and just have sex with any man, but I was definitely starting to realize that I have always been a very sexual being, and that when I am in a relationship, an intimate relationship, that is one layer that I desire, And so many times as women, we are scared to express that we are sexual beings, that I desire to have a man in my life that wants to please me, that wants to give me orgasms. And of course, for me to return the pleasure back to him. And so I started to do a lot of research when I was in the relationship and out of the relationship. And it was actually quite outstanding at the high percentage of women that were going through the exact same thing that I was going through. That their partner was non-sexual and yet it was something within their makeup, within their physical body, their emotional body, their energetic body, their spiritual body that was very vibrational to them. And so many of them staying in these relationships when they know or when they knew that there wasn't going to be any change. And So my journey, as I started to research, I started to tap into sensuality on my own. Like, what does sensuality mean? Do I always need a partner to feel sensual, to feel sexy, to feel erotic? And the answer is No. Because you are pleasure. We are pleasure. We are born within receiving pleasure, and it is always at the tip of our fingertips. And yes, so is suffering. So we have pleasure and we have suffering at our fingertips. I was asked to do this women's festival in a small little mountain town, Salida, Colorado, a few years ago. And they asked me to teach yoga because I teach a lot of yoga and I own a yoga studio in Buena Vista, Colorado. But I said to them, I would love to be a part of it, but can I offer something completely different? And they were open to it. And the title of the class was called Claiming Your Sensuality as a Woman. I had about 25 women in this class And we did a little bit of movement, but it wasn't necessarily yoga, perhaps a little bit. But I started off telling them the exact same story. And a few years ago, I could barely tell the story without crying. Today, I sit in my seat and I tell you this story because it took me into a powerful place and a powerful space within myself And it's something that I want to share with others. And so I taught this class and I brought everybody into their senses. Beautiful smells and touch, tastes with chocolate. Everybody was blindfolded. So their sight was just the invitation to see the shadows and the light within and then I invited them to start to move their bodies in any way they wanted to move. And what kind of movement brought them pleasure, brought them ease, even brought a smile on their face. And prior to all of this, when I was telling the story, I just want to share that about three-fourths of the room started to let tears trickle down their cheeks And this told me that either A, they had a partner that was not pleasing them and they felt empty just like me, or perhaps somewhere along the way they were shamed for being who they are as a sexual beautiful goddess, or they just had a baby and right now the thought of being sensual and sexy connected into body image or perhaps sexual abuse had happened to them. See, this has so many different layers and so many different stories. And I'm just sharing you my story within this cup of tea. And so after this class, I started to research the topic of sensuality even more. Or even the invitation of, I have a partner who is not sexual and I am sexual and I'm about ready to bust. I'm about ready to scream and I don't know what to do. And I, come, I came upon my next teacher in my life named Jenna Ward. And Jenna Ward is based out of Australia and she is a teacher of feminine embodiment. It's claiming back our sensuality as a woman and as a man claiming back our power, bringing more pleasure into our lives, but also welcoming in our everything. Welcoming in the messiness of who we are and welcoming in the beauty of who we are. And so I've been studying with Jenna Ward now for About seven, eight months. And even though I had tapped into a small part of me, which is claiming my sexuality, claiming my sensuality, claiming myself as a very sexual being, her invitation has opened up so many layers. And I want to share a lot of these layers with you. But this is episode zero, so there's so much more to be told within this hot topic, this hot cup of tea with Jenna. Welcome to a cup of tea with Jenna. Yeah!